The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Meadow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out meadow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. What is your dental practice financial policy? Is it too long and involved? Is it too brief and not comprehensive enough? Is it turning patients off and you don't even know it? Or maybe you don't even have a financial policy. My financial policy, I don't know, maybe it's two words. Let's find out about all of this stuff. And of course, we'll do some great mystery shopper calls on this episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. Thanks so much for being there. I'm your host today. My name is Dr. Richard Maddow. I am co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. I'm an actual dentist, along with my brother, Dave, who's an actual dentist as well. We've been helping dentists and team members all across North America succeed in their practices for over 30 years. Wow, a long time. So thanks so much for joining me today. Um, Okay, financial policy. Wow, a short time ago, a dentist contacted me and said, hey, Rich, can you take a look at my financial policy, my office financial policy? I said, sure, send it over. So they sent over this attachment. It was their office financial policy. I opened it. It was, I kid you not, eight pages long of all these scenarios and contingencies and threats. If you don't do this, uh, you're going to wind up in hell burning every, it was unbelievable. I'm looking at this thing thinking, first of all, nobody's ever read this thing. It looked like it took a team of lawyers to make it up or else they purchased it, just lock, stock and barrel from some company and never changed anything or even looked at the thing. And I'm thinking, I wouldn't sign this in a million years in eight page financial policy to go to a dental office you got to be kidding me. I'm not sure that I would sign any financial policy these days. Maybe you have one in your office. Maybe you don't. Um, I remember after my residency, way back when I started working for dental practice and it was, you know, pretty large, I guess you'd call it like a somewhat commercialized dental practice for those days. And they had all these documents that they asked patients to sign when they first came in. It was a financial policy. It was things about, um, Uh, you know, extraction of wisdom teeth may cause paresthesia, all these different contingencies and scenarios. And um, I don't think anybody read it, first of all. Secondly, I don't think if anything actually happened that was um, described on this piece, many pieces of paper that the patient signed, that any of it would hold up in court. I don't think it was, uh, you know, a valid legal document, as they say. And I think it really turned some people off. And I actually saw some people say, I'm not signing that. And then it's a real difficult situation. You say, you can't treat them. Well, you kind of have to, but then you're missing out on what could have been a good patient. I don't know. It was a big mess. And as you can tell, just from my tone and attitude here, I don't hope I don't have a tood for my tone and attitude that I am not really a fan of having patients sign these complicated financial policies. I'll tell you, a short time ago, um, I needed new glasses. So I went to the optometrist, my, my glasses. I usually wear contact lenses, but you need a good pair of glasses as well. My glasses were maybe four or five years old, and my prescription had changed. Not for the better, that I can tell you. My eyes were not getting better. Um, 
So I needed, a, you know, different glasses that were a little bit stronger, so to speak. So, uh, you know, you go through the whole thing, you pick the frames. And of course, the frames that are $69 aren't the frames you want. So you wind up, you wind up picking a pair of expensive frames. Mine were like made in Portugal or something. I'm not sure why. Is that like the frame making capital of Europe? I don't know. But those were the frames I picked. And then, of course, you get the lenses and they say, well, you don't want those ugly little lines where you can tell that they are, you know, bifocals. No, you want the smooth lines. So you so everybody thinks you're 20 years younger. Well, damn right. I want that. They say, well, do you ever walk outside? Yeah, I walk outside all the time. Well, then you certainly want the kind of turn into sunglasses. And, and uh, you know, your old glasses are all scratched up. Let's give you some scratch proof lenses that actually aren't scratch proof. I say, that's definitely what I want. Some scratch proof lenses that actually aren't scratch proof. Boom, I'm in. And they say, and do you spend a lot of time at the computer? Well, who the heck doesn't these days? I think I spend 28 hours a day staring into the computer screen. Well, you definitely want these special blue blocking components so your eyes don't fatigue. Yeah, I want it all. Give me the greatest pair of glasses ever made. So they you know, wrote this whole thing up. It was like $1,100. I couldn't believe it. Maybe it's been a long time or maybe my memory is short, but I expected these glasses to be like 350 or 400 bucks. I thought even that was a lot. They were $1,100. I figured, what the heck? You know, I only get glasses every four to five years. Might as well get these. They seem great. So now, do you think that they had me sign a financial policy or started talking about some kind of the payment plan? No, they said, that'll be $1,100, please. And guess what I did? I whipped up my American Express and gave them $1,100. And I'll tell you what else. I was not expecting anything different. I didn't expect that they'd say, we've got these different options for you. I didn't expect they'd say, here's our 20-page financial policy. I, I don't think if I said, hey, can I pay this off over time? They said, oh, sure, just pay the doctor $100 a month for 11 months. Here, your glasses will trust you. No, I didn't expect any of those things. I expected to pay for my glasses, even though I thought they were really expensive and it was more than I planned on spending or more than I wanted to spend. Um, this is what I needed. This is what we decided on. And I fully expected to pay. And honestly, I don't understand why things are any different in dental practices. We're providing a service and you need to pay just like anywhere else in the world, just like the grocery store. Just like if you go into an audio store and buy a new pair of noise cancellation headphones, you expect to pay. And if you want to pay it out over time, then you put it on a credit card and you get ripped off, whatever the case. We don't expect anybody in real life to come up with these the payment arrangements for things. So why do we do this in dentistry? I just don't get it. My financial policy is this, pay now. That's it. I'm not having anybody sign an eight-page ridiculous document that just scares them away and that I can't enforce anyway. It makes no sense. The financial policy, it's not even a policy. I just recommend we start acting like everybody else in the world, which is if you want something, you got to pay for it, right? And I think it's also time that we realize we don't have to treat every single person that walks through our door. Now, of course, we need to offer good options. But all of those options involve us getting paid. They don't involve us waiting for payment. They involve somebody else waiting for payment, whether it's Visa, MasterCard, Care Credit, um, anybody else that you've worked out some kind of arrangement with, that's who has to wait for the payment, not us. Because we are dentists. We provide an incredibly great service. It's sure it might be on the expensive side, but it's an excellent value. We're putting people in great health. And we don't have to worry about getting paid and getting ripped off. Again, my financial policy is pay now. And when you're very matter of fact about it, when you act like that's the way it is, 
people respond the same way. Like, okay, that's how much it is. I expect to pay. I expect my patients to pay before treatment begins or on the day treatment begins. And that's the way it goes. I'm not saying you can pay over six months. Now, are there exceptions? Of course. If old Gertrude, who's 120 years old, has been coming into your office for 90 years, and you know she always does some kind of payment plan where she pays over six months and she's never missed a payment, well, sure, we're going to let old Gertie continue doing that. And that's fine. But no one else, if you don't have a history of doing this, if you haven't been a patient of record for decades, if you're a new patient, whatever, starting now, patients have to pay. Now, of course, that means we have to have financial options. Sure, we'll take cash or check. Does anybody pay by check these days? I don't know, maybe a few people do. Does anybody pay by cash these days? Maybe a few people do. But let's face it, most of the time, it's going to be credit card or some kind of third-party financial agreement. Not, We're not the third party. I cannot stress that enough. Your dental office is not the third party. The third party is Care Credit or another company like that. Um, credit cards, absolutely. Everybody has credit cards. If somebody doesn't have a credit card, they maybe have a debit card. But if somebody doesn't have a credit card and they don't have any money in their debit card, there's a reason. It's because they screwed up their credit somewhere. I mean, any idiot can get a credit card these days. I get 50 mail letters in my mailbox every day asking me how many credit cards I want. So if somebody can't get a credit card, it means there's probably something fishy going on with their credit or their lifestyle, or they've declared a million bankruptcies or something like that. So why would you ever extend credit to that kind of person? And it's the same thing with care credit. If somebody applies for care credit and care credit turns them down, that's the last person you want to extend credit to, which just reminded me, I forgot to do my little promo for Stacks, which I do every podcast because they are incredible. So since we're talking about credit cards, you got to take credit cards in your office. Again, if the patient doesn't pay Visa or MasterCard or whoever, and they wind up paying some exorbitant, ridiculous interest rate, it's not your problem. The money's already in your bank account. You don't have to worry about it. So encourage patients to use credit cards. Since you're taking credit cards in your office, you got to use Stacks for your credit card processing. Because speaking of getting ripped off, if you're not using Stacks, you're getting ripped off because every other credit card processor charges some kind of fakakta, um, overage percentage. Every time somebody uses their credit card, you're paying a percentage of overage to your credit card processor. Stacks doesn't do that. They just charge a low flat. It's very low and it's extremely flat and it's a monthly fee. And we've been using Stacks at the Maddow Center for several years now. We save money every single month. Dentists all across the US are saving money, hundreds, thousands every single month. And you should too. So check it out. Just go to Maddow dot com slash save m-a-d-o-w dot com slash save s-a-v-e you can get all started with stacks as i say one phone call it's on autopilot um the switch to stacks is seamless and then you'll be saving money every single month because they just charge a low flat monthly fee so that's credit cards now how about care credit or any other third-party financing 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 is that a word i'm just making up the words as i go along care credit happens to be my favorite um, they've been helping dentists get paid for decades. They're the big boys for a reason. They're the best. Um, they're simple to deal with. Ask your care credit rep for, I can't even think of what it's called. I call it the green form. There's this little form they have. It's like, it's one page and it's green and white. That's why I call it the green form. And it just clearly lays out all the financial options 
for your patients. And that is, if you want to pay by cash or check, this is how much the treatment will be. You know, they do the whole breakdown. This is your fee. This is how much insurance covers, whatever. You don't have insurance, doesn't matter. Um, this is how much you owe. You can hear your options, cash, check, credit card. Should you want to utilize third-party financing, here are the different breakdowns. If you do it over six months, 12 months, 18 months, whatever, it gives you all the different options right there in black and white for your patient to choose. I want to do it that way. You don't need a financial policy if you're doing this. You're offering the patient all these options and they've got to choose one. And one of the options is not that they make some kind of backroom agreement with the dentist to pay them a certain amount for the next nine months, and then they stop paying after two months. That's not on there. So stop offering that. It's again, this is your financial policy. They're choosing which one they're gonna do. And once they choose, you don't have to worry about a financial policy because everything will be paid up. So you can tell I'm very excited and enthusiastic about this, and I want you to do it. I, you know, so many times, Dentists contact us to look at their practice data, and we do a snapshot, which we do for you at matter.com slash snapshot, look at all their different data, and we see a huge amount of money owed. Why do patients owe you money? Why do you let patients owe you money? Use this green sheet. It clearly lays out their options. I'll do A, B, C, or D. Boom. It's over. Nobody owes you money anymore. Now, care credit who, as you know, I'm, I'm really fond of, needs to be presented properly. And it's not, you know, you don't need to do the whole spiel about an application and an approval and it's a third party and it's called care credit, this and that. It's just, we can do 12 months interest-free. That'll be just $200 a month. If you want to take advantage of that, just, you know, check right here, whatever it is. It's so easy. And they lay out all the options for you. So I am begging you, imploring you, whatever it is, to stop with the complicated financial policies Stop letting patients owe you money. Use the green sheet. Your care credit rep can get it for you. If you're not using care credit, I don't know why you're not, but if you're not, you can come up with your own. It's one sheet of paper. It lays out all the options. It's simple. They pick, they pay, you begin treatment, and you move on. And if they pick credit card or third-party financing, the money's wired to your account before the burr even hits the tooth. What could be better? What a world. Amazing please do it. And now, since we're talking about patients paying, let's do some fun, fun, fun mystery shopper calls. I know this is why you listen to the dental practice fixers for the mystery shopper calls. Um, please play these at team meetings. Team members can learn so much and doctors can learn so much too from these mystery shopper calls. So along the lines of financing, kind of continuing the theme with this podcast, I called some offices I said, I know I need three or four crowns. Um, do you offer any kind of payment options? And people just went off on tangents. Oh, man, it was unbelievable. Let's go over here to Command Central and see if we can get call number one ready to rock. Okay, here it is. Let's go. This is Alina. How can I help you? I have a question. Um, do you do crowns in your office? Yes, we do, sir. Okay, good, good, good. I was told I, by my last dentist I need like three or four crowns. Um, mm -hmm. How much How much are they usually cost-wise? Um, unfortunately, it depends on the tooth number. And uh, also, if you have the insurance, uh, it depends on your coverage. So we cannot give you a specific price for that. 
Um, the first thing that we have to do, we have to schedule your appointment for a evaluation again in our office because the doctor here in our office will not go by the that other um, provider uh, or other doctor um, treatment. Uh, he has to do his own evaluation and exams. After that, um, um, he will uh, give you his own treatment. Then we can go ahead and follow that treatment if you want. Right, that makes sense. Um, just, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not holding you to this, but how much is a crown usually? And normally, it's about 450. If you have insurance, um, it may be like 100 up and down. Yeah. What do you mean up and down? Uh, it depends on your insurance coverage. Okay, if but you if have I don't your have insurance. Right, if, if I don't, don't have, have insurance, insurance, yeah, it's more than 500. More than 500, but less than? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. All right. All right. And yeah. do you have any kind of... Um, I mean, about kind of... 550, yeah. For the whole because shebang? Because it depends on the... Crown. Yeah, it depends on the, the um, tooth number two, like which, which tooth is that? Yeah, yeah, I think it's tooth number 14 yeah. for one of them. Oh, okay. Um, so tooth number 14, let me see, for a adult patient. <clears throat> I'm sorry, sir. Let me just make sure a little bit. You checking to see which tooth oh, yeah, is tooth number fourteen? The, yeah, that's the yeah. upper left tooth number fourteen and the molars. Yeah, as I said, it depends. So it's a, a big tooth. Ah, uh, so yeah, it's a big one. Um, okay. okay, and and then if I decide to get like all, if I need four crowns and decide to get them all done at once, is there any kind of payment arrangement that can be made? Do you think? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So if you have your insurance and uh, we'll we'll give you the treatment before you decide to do it after when we did the evaluation here in our office. So you will get all the information, your co-pays, yeah, everything. Everything. Okay. Yes. We'll give all you right. the information about your treatment, how much going to be your portion, the insurance part, everything. If you have dental insurance with no insurance, we'll give you your portion, your copay information, everything. And we will give you discount um, about 30% if uh, our patient doesn't have insurance. So, yeah, all of these are included, too. So kind of process. So, yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I understand. Great. Well, thank you so much for that. Thanks no problem, time. sir. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, right Have on. a good day. Bye-bye. Oh, Thank you too. Bye. Holy moly. What was going on there? She kept me on the phone for three minutes and 48 seconds, told me all this information, some good, some not so good, and then never asked if I wanted to come in. Now, at the beginning, she even said that you need to be evaluated by our doctor. Why didn't she just cut her loss and say, you know, I, I'd love to answer that question, but you need to be evaluated by our doctor. The best thing is, why don't you come on in? Let's make you an appointment. We can do an exam. Are you available tomorrow at 3 p.m.? Boom, 
the call would have been 45 seconds long and I would have had an appointment. But she goes off on all these tangents. She was so focused on insurance too. I told her I didn't have insurance and she kept bringing up insurance. This is how much it's going to cost. And I said, well, how much without a crowd's $550 without insurance and then they give a 30% discount. How are they in business? I don't know, but it's not my problem. But the main thing is she kept me on the phone asking all these questions, telling me all these things, some true, some not. It took her, you know, 40, she spent 45 seconds looking up which tooth is tooth number 14. And then at the end, okay, thank you. Bye. Never got my contact info. Never offer an appointment. Just unbelievable. Let's go to the next call. We will be with you quickly. This call will be recorded to ensure the highest level of customer service. Ooh, I'll bet Welcome. it will be. Please press one to be connected. Why not just answer the phone? What, what's this be? Please press one. Press one. I don't, know. I don't get it. Thank you for calling. This is Lamba. How can I help you? Hi, I have a question for you. Um, I was told by my last dentist probably about a year ago that I needed four crowns. Do you do crowns there? Yes, sir. Cool. And how much is a crown usually? About how much? Well, I wouldn't know that because usually we like, how do you have insurance? I don't. Okay. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't know. So it depends on which teeth and stuff. So usually people come for a consultation first and then we go from there. Um, and usually Dr. Reich, like our mainly doctor gives discounts and stuff. So I honestly don't know how much one crown without insurance is because I have like most of my patients with like insurances. Uh, I see. Well, when you build the insurance, isn't there like a, a an amount you bill for the crown that's different if you don't have insurance, you're so saying? Different insurances, yeah. So some insurance is like 500, some six, some thousand. It's all different. Crazy, man. Um, well, let me ask you something. If it's going to yeah. be, you know, that, that much, um, it, is there any, if I don't have insurance, is there any way for me to have some kind of payment arrangement for that or do I need to pay all at once? Um, so what do I do? I apply usually a cash patient discount for patients, and then we do have care credit. It's something that patients use here in our office. They apply for a care credit, and they can use that. Or I do like only two or three payments, not more than that. Okay, I see. Okay, and what is care credit? I'm not familiar with that. Um, it's something like a credit card they use for your medical work. Um, you just apply for it, and then you depends on like they check a credit score and everything. You get approved for a certain amount, and then they give you that amount, and you can use it for your medical work, and then you pay them um, monthly with no interest. Oh wow, good deal, good deal. Um, okay, uh, thank you so much for all that info. You're welcome. Okay, bye now. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, man. I liked her. I want to hang out with her. She was cool. Like, well, you know, it's like there's a lot of stuff. I don't know all that stuff about the prices and stuff. I mean, it depends on your teeth and stuff. And sometimes we give like discount stuff and like, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Wow. Woo. She gave absolutely no information and then made no attempt to get me in. I don't know. I liked her. She was cool. I'd probably, you know, she'd probably be fun to hang out with, but man, and no idea what the fees were. That was kind of crazy. Uh, and then just made zero attempt to get me in. Okay. Let's, let's move on here. I think, you know, where we're getting, 
where we're, where I'm going with this. Give some information, then invite the patient to come into the office. Please, please, please. Okay. Uh, hi, I have a question for you. Um, do you do crowns in your office? We do. Yeah, my last dentist was about eight or nine months ago, told me I needed four crowns. Um, okay. So how much would that typically be in your office? Um, well, it depends on what type. Are we talking about regular crowns? We're not talking about an implant crown, just a regular crown. I think just a regular old crown, yeah. Okay. Usually crowns are 1400 Now, mm-hmm. that depends on if you need a buildup or not. Sometimes you need a buildup, which would be 315 So let, let's just say we're figuring high. 1400 times 4 would be 5600 if you're having... Um, Sometimes a, a tooth is broken down, you know, it's mostly filling, so you have to build it up. And then that mm. would be 315, so that would be 1715 altogether. Gotcha, gotcha. Build me up, Buttercup, right? Um, so if I want to get all four at once, do you have any kind of payment arrangements or options for that? You don't have insurance or anything? I don't have insurance. Um, that's something that we could look into. Um you should probably should come in for um, a consultation and maybe bring uh, a narrative or x-rays from your other dental office to see that this is exactly what you need. I mean, sometimes when you have a lot of work that's been told that needs to be done, sometimes it's good to get a second opinion. Mm, okay. So you would look at this as a second opinion for starters. Well, if you came in to have a second opinion, that would probably run you maybe, um, say, like $100 just to look and see maybe Dr. Hemmenden would want to take x-rays of her own because, you know, we've never seen you before. We're going by what someone else said. Um, you might need four, four crowns. Your teeth uh, are just regular fillings. You've never had crowns. This isn't a redo. These are, uh, I'm assuming your teeth maybe have fillings in the front teeth or they're broken down and the other doctor has suggested that you need crowns. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're just like old, large, those old, large metal fillings that, you know, he said they needed to be retired. Right. Well, usually in front teeth, you have the white fillings. Uh, so. Um, yeah, these aren't front teeth. They're back teeth. These are these are front teeth, right? No, they're back teeth. They're back teeth. Okay. So you have probably have fillings that are broken down. So then again, you might need to have, uh, um, you might need to have, a, you know, a buildup to, to strengthen right. the crown. So, um but you're more than welcome to come here for, uh, you know, a consultation just to see that this is what the other gentleman told you. I see. I see. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for the info. Okay, you're welcome. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. I, I just don't get it. It's, I mean, just, I've never seen anything so consistent in my life that somebody can keep you on the phone for so long and then not even offer an appointment. Now, you know, she, what she said was pretty reasonable. I love when she said, bring a narrative with you. Like, first of all, most people don't know what that means, nor do they have one, but that's kind of getting a little nitpicky here. Um, you know, she, she gave the fees. She said they might need buildups. I'm not sure I agree with the way she gave the fees and, and talked about the fee for the buildup and all that stuff. And, you know, let's face it. Sometimes it's good just to avoid talking about fees and, and just get the patient in. Um, I'm not saying she necessarily did anything wrong because I asked how much is a crown. Personally, I would say, well, why don't you stop on in? Uh, no charge. Look, see, to see if our doctor thinks you actually need crowns. That's you know, maybe worded a little better than that. But that would be my first strategy before even starting to talk about fees. Get the patient in, see what they actually need, take it from there. Uh, nevertheless, she gave a ton of information. 
and then just never even came close, and I mean not even close, to inviting me in for a visit. Recurrent theme, yes. When a patient calls with questions, especially a patient that thinks they need three or four crowns, invite them to become a patient in your practice. What is so hard about this? Before I go crazy here, I better say that this is going to be it for this episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. Send me an email with any comments, questions. Sometimes I read questions on the podcast. As you know, my personal email is rich, R-I-C-H, at Mado, M-A-D-O-W, dot com. And I invite you to check out our website. Believe it or not, it's Mado.com, M-A-D-O-W, dot com. Thanks so much for listening or watching Dental Practice Fixers podcast. And I'll see you soon. Bye.